you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Right now we are live. There we go. We show live now. Good morning, Brandon. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Looks like you're at your school. Is that right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't think I see. this weekend we're doing the Krav Instructor Level Three uh, <laughs> training. It's yeah. awesome, but that was exhausting. <laughs> well, I think well, I going through the house when it's uh, when it's like a a sauna. Oh, um, man. that was, that was pretty brutal. Yeah. It was a house. Uh, yeah. We gotta, we gotta come up with a name for the house. You know, we gotta come up with a name of that kill house. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, because it's, it's definitely, uh, it's a game changer. That's for sure. That How'd you do in that anyway yesterday? Did you, uh, were you, uh, did you get shot at all? Uh, no, I got, well, I, I got like, it grazed my t-shirt on gun from front, but I, I didn't get shot on any of the gun from behinds or uh, the other gun from front. So yeah, I did pretty good. Yeah, I felt good. Cause usually I get shot like once or That's twice. Good. That's good. That's today, really good. Yes, I didn't. <laughs> well, if that makes you feel any better, we all get, we, we've all, we've all been, it, it's uh, I don't know, that kind of training is just a game changer, you know? It really so. is. Yeah. All right. Well, let, I'll just get a quick introduction. Uh, you know, this is uh, if if you guys joining the show for the first time, this is Brandon Kemmer. He's been a student of mine since he's uh, a little kid. And uh, I will let you uh, go ahead, Brandon, and introduce the, the rest of yourself. And why don't you go ahead and share, you know, your family, you know, you're married and your children, Perfect. how old you are now. All right. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, well, I started with Mr. Cox when I was six years old in, um, in karate up at the church at Rocky Peak uh, when he had a program up there. So I've been with Mr. Cox for a very long time. Um, but yes, I'm married. Um, I met Nicole at the church of Rocky Peak when, uh, when I went to church there. We went to high school together. And uh, we started dating when I was 16. She was 17. And then we dated for like six years. And then we got married uh, back in uh, 2006. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I married my high school sweetheart, so it's kind of awesome. So uh, we waited a little bit to have kids, and now we have uh, two kids, and we have another one coming in December, which is very exciting. We have uh, one boy who's nine years old, one who's two, and we just celebrated his birthday yesterday, and then um, a little girl on the way. So that'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> well, but let yeah, me tell so, you, your uh, yes, your world will change. Oh yeah. When you have a little girl, it's, uh, I mean, I love all my children. I'm a dad of four and, uh, you know, that I, I raised Bo also. So actually a kind of, uh, that of five, you know, I had mm -hmm. five children. So, 
you're you're right in the middle of it. But you're you know, you and your wife, you're a good power team. I've watched you guys for a while, so uh, it's 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 gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun time. Oh, Unfortunately, I don't have all those, uh, you know, those time things I miss about it and things I don't, you know, my relationships with my children now are as adults are, it's different, you know, it's just, uh, it's, you know, there's, a, there's things that are awesome about it and things that you miss about them being children. So if there's any fatherly advice I can give you is enjoy these times because especially with your daughter, when you're, when she's cuddled up on your lap and, yeah. uh, and those are the times that I think I miss some of the most, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, n- now when they cuddle up on my lap, it's just, it's awkward. Yeah. So. You <laughs> <laughs> got a little soft when Ariel came around, right? <laughs> well, it did soften me. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about that. What you've seen. I mean, you started, you were definitely a nineties type kid, correct? In the, in, in the, in the martial arts. And you had me as an instructor and I didn't have any children. Right. So. We can talk, you know, my, my podcast always uses, you know, I, instead of just, you know, I, I always have some real talk and I, I've always, I've always welcomed criticisms and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in my, uh, <clears throat> in my martial arts in just in, in general. But back then I didn't offer any criticism. I, I it was either my way or the highway. And yeah, yeah. so why don't you tell me? You grew up in something. Yeah, you've seen me change for sure. But and yeah, having a daughter is probably what changed me the most. You know, Michael was the first, but then having a daughter, it, it that was uh, that was a, a life change for me. But based on what you see, let's talk about. Why don't you go ahead and talk to the audience about what it was like to train with with me back in those days, and what you felt as a studio owner was was better to change what was good from the old days and what you miss or what you still have and what now that you think being a father and stuff like that what have you what what do you think were the mishaps back in the day why don't you why don't you give me some feedback on that what do you think yeah i mean i think um i mean i loved that back then i mean i was a kid and uh you know even with the the kids though you you definitely uh were very tough on on all of us and you did not take any any uh anything less than what you what you wanted you know you definitely had your standard and you still have you still have standards now and you're still really tough on people um it's just a little bit different because things that you could get away with back then you can't necessarily get away with today (laughs) uh so uh but yeah so i mean even as a kid you know i just remember just um uh you know it was kind of like a healthy fear of you i think a lot of people were scared of you um, which you probably have a little bit of that today, but I think that's actually kind of cooled off a little bit. And I think that's actually a good thing. I don't think it's, uh, I think back then, um, it was almost, uh, too much fear to have of your instructor, you know? Um, but for me, yeah. you know, I'm always kind of like a, um, uh, I'm a, I guess I'm adaptable, you know? And so I'm, I'm very, uh, uh, I guess, uh, kind of got an even keeled demeanor. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, uh, love your instructor. I've, I've loved your instruction ever since I was a kid, you know? So even when you were really hard on me, even though that's not necessarily my personality, um, you know, it definitely pushes me to be better and it pushed me back to be better back then. And it pushed me better today too. But 
to be honest, back then I wasn't necessarily like karate wasn't my passion. You know, it wasn't something that I was really like, I loved it, you know, but it wasn't necessarily something that I, uh, uh, like my, it was definitely more of like my brother's thing a little bit more than it was my thing, you know, mm -hmm. cause I, I don't, I don't think really I had a lot of passions back then and, and drive that I do today. It was just kind of like I did something. And so even my, my mom or my mom told me a couple of years ago that it was really hard to find something that I really like latched onto and like put everything into. I just kind of was like pretty good at a lot of different things, but didn't really put all of my energy and effort to be great at anything. And um, even talking to you a couple of years ago, you said, you know, I was a little bit, um, you, you didn't necessarily remember uh, my, uh, it, it wasn't like I was like a standout student, you know, back then. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I, I, I don't think I took it that seriously, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I think, you know, training for me back then, you were just, um, you know, you would, uh, you, you just were, if, if you didn't, if it wasn't right, if it wasn't, how you wanted it, you were, uh, you would yell and get mad and you would make examples of people. And, you know, if somebody was mouthing off to you, you would throw somebody who is an excellent spar, like Frankie McConnell at them and like, uh, you know, just go to town on somebody, you know, uh, yeah, I remember. We would hit us with sticks when we were in our stances, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what? and, I, uh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that too. We had little, uh, we had a little and it's funny coming from you. Right. Because I think we when you're a kid, you you remember things in a bigger way than maybe what they really were. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, I Right. And but I did do that for sure. And you guys were definitely a tough group of kids. And, I, and for the, for those that are listening now that you got your students that are going to listen to this or listen to it uh, later, even after it's live. Um, I've been I've known your family ever since. Um, uh <laughs> Carson puts up here. Never. He's an angel. Always calm and understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Carson, I'm going to be in your school in exactly one week from Wednesday. We'll talk about your comment. Um, <laughs> um, I look back on that. I look back on how I was and, and the, the good and the bad and the ugly of it. Uh, and that's why I kind of always enjoy watching you guys and what you've took from me and what you've decided that this really wasn't, this isn't how I teach, but, um, but still have, still keep the standards and, and stuff like that. And to be honest with you, you, you know, this is how we were kind of brought up in the martial arts, right? This is just how we, it was, it wasn't an easy gig. And Mr. Chikau was by, by far not an easy, uh, uh, instructor at all and this is just kind of how it was back in the old days i mean when we trained it was trained hard and uh fight class was what it was and if you were weak you you know it's not like now like we're trying to build somebody up and trying to catch them get them to go through it was like if you were weak you were out you know there's just you're the way out, it was yeah. you know instead of us learning how to grow the weak we we push the weak out the door and right. uh and that's unfortunate right so how many thousands of people did we do i did the same thing with krav maga just so you know yeah. You know, we didn't even have any black belts in Krav Maga for a good 12 years of me having the program. Really? Yellow belt years. test was so tough. Yeah. Yellow belt test was so tough, dude, that people loved that they went through it, but people quit after it saying, I'm not doing it again. 
Wow. Which I can possibly understand, right? Because when I went through training myself, even through the phase trainings, I mean, you guys just did your training, so your instructor training this past weekend. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was, I'm, I'm very adamant on, wow, it's only two days of training, right? It's not, it's not like an impossibility to find this time. It's not even two days hardly, right? It's one day and a few hours on Sunday, mm -hmm. right? In the testing. Yeah. You know, mine was seven days. It was the hardest thing I've ever, ever had to go through when I, when I, I've been in martial arts for a long time and my yellow belt instructor test for Krav Maga worldwide, that week of training. And then the testing was one of the hardest things that I've ever done in the martial arts thing. That's what threw me. That's what, and I had to talk myself into be, be doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the only reason it, it did do it is because just my, you guys, you've been around me a long time. You know, my mindset is not quitting. It, it would, it would, if I, if I ever did it, um, if I ever didn't do it, it would just eat at me forever. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've watched you grow and, and you're right. Your brother, your brother and I were the ones that, you know, Travis is the one that was with me most of the time, believe it or not. So you guys that are listening, I used to be a pool man when I was <clears throat> having my school. We had Rocky Peak and then I chose to uh, open up in Chatsworth and those that followed me uh, and then some stayed at church and your family <clears throat> followed me. Travis followed me and he was with me cleaning pools for a long time. And so he, him and I had a little bit different relationship than you and I, cause you were so much younger and you're right. Mm -hmm. Travis had the passion and you were just kind of doing martial arts, which, which brings me back into, um, uh, uh, the, you know, where you went, because, you know, uh, here's the thing, you know, I've known you for a long time. When I looked at your thing, I did not know that you graduated from DeFry, DeVry uh, University. So why yeah. don't we talk about what you did for college real quick? Why don't we talk? Why, because you had some other passions. What are you doing? If I remember right, you were kind of the singer and you like to act and you like to do all that kind of stuff. And what you did in school. Why, why don't you go down that path? Because let you know, let your students know too. And you know, my podcast is about, you know, lighting the fire within. So we're going to, we're going to paint this picture of where you were and what lit that fire to come back to martial arts. Okay. So where did you, where did you yeah. go? Where did you graduate? Definitely. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, uh, I've always liked to be active and I've always liked to just have fun, I guess, you know, coming up through just my, my childhood and stuff. And I just, like to be involved in a lot of things. So like I did gymnastics for a long time, karate, volleyball, different sports, baseball. Uh, I love the acting and performing and uh, theater and, and, and performing arts and stuff like that. So I, I loved all of that stuff. I was in the entertainment business for a long time. Um, and so I, I enjoyed all of that stuff. Um, and then I was really involved in my church at Rocky, at Rocky Peak and that's where I met Nicole. And so um, I think we were, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, we had already been dating for two or three years, you know, and I, I, I had a good idea at the time, even though I was so young that she was, that I was going to marry her. And, um, so the decision to go to DeVry, I actually, I actually wanted to develop video games. Right. And, uh, DeVry came to, uh, I was homeschooled for, uh, my whole life until I was, uh, in 11th grade. And then I went to Santa Susana in Simi, in Simi Valley. Uh, and, uh, so then DeVry showed up at the school one day and they pitched this whole like video game designer career. And I was like, that sounds kind of cool, you know? So I, I think I might try that. Right. And so, um, I, uh, the, the, the cool thing about DeVry for, 
for me was that you can get it done in three years and you'll get your bachelor of science, but you have to take a lot of units. You don't get any breaks, but it's three years straight, no summers or anything off. It's just three, they're called trimesters, right? So uh, instead of semesters. So uh, I like that idea because I just, I didn't want to be in college for very long. I wasn't like, oh, I want to be five, six years of college or anything like that. I just wanted to, to do it quickly, get started on a job and, and my career so that I could start a family and all that with Nicole. So um, I think both of us kind of understood that as soon as I would graduate DeVry that we would get married, right? And so I went to DeVry and then um, uh, I quickly learned that I did, that it was not a video game programming kind of degree at all right and uh i was like okay this is kind of sold me on the wrong thing right so i ended up like learning more just kind of like a basic general uh uh overview of a lot of different things like networking and and uh just uh, some basic programming skills and things like that so um i uh i decided that okay well what kind of career could I go into with the knowledge that I have from DeVry? And so uh, a couple opportunities came up to um, to be a network administrator, right? Where you're, you know, connecting computers together, making them talk to each other. So I um, so I went to that career for a little while, right? And I started doing that, and I went through a couple different jobs um, of being a network administrator. And and you know, right out of right out of DeVry, I graduated in three years. <clears throat> that was brutal too. I was taking like 21, 22 units as a, a semester, a trimester, um, which was brutal. That was a lot. And then I was also working at um, Subway and I was also working, my dad's Subway, my dad owned a Subway. And then I was also working at the karate, I, I started working at the karate studio for my brother. Um, he asked if I wanted to teach for him. So I was taking 22 units, working nights at a at Subway and then also working what like one or two uh, I think I was working Saturdays and I was working one night a week for my brother so it was a mm -hmm. incredibly busy time really tough um, but I definitely think that that helped teach me some good work ethic and 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 how to just even when things suck you just but you know hunker down and just do it you know and just get it done uh, even though there's not a lot of time to do much else right so um, but right out of DeVry, I got, we got married, um, and uh, I did the network administrating, administrative career for a little while, till about 2008, and then, um, and then that's when my brother said he didn't want to do the karate suit anymore. He got an opportunity to uh, run a call center, a sales call center, and his, his, his passion, like at, at the beginning, of his life was, and when he was a teenager and stuff was martial arts but then kind of as he got a little older it was uh more about the business and and, and growing that and so uh martial arts for him was secondary at that point you know and he didn't really right. have a passion for it anymore you know where my passion i was very passionate about martial arts even though i didn't necessarily have a lot of time to like put into it um, at the time so I was, I was teaching like one or two days a week and he was like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to get out, you know? And I had strong connections with the people at the studio. And for me, I'm like, you can't, you just can't do that to people. You can't just leave, you know, like, what are you talking about? You're going to leave. And like, like, what would you, you're just going to get rid of it. You know, like, I don't understand. Right. And mm -hmm. if, you know, for me, like connections and, and people are so important to me in my life. 
And, you know, like even like, um, like I never miss a test, uh, even when Travis was running the studio, I never miss a single test. I had laser eye surgery and I still showed up like the next day to, to, to do a test with like a big giant patch on my <laughs> face, you know, cause I wanted to be there to support the students and let them know that I cared about them and stuff. Right. And so then when he's, when he said he was getting out there to me, there was no option. It was like, well, yeah, I, 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 I need to do this. This is what I'm passionate about. Like, and I, that was not on my radar at all. I thought I was going to do the network administrating thing, have the nine to five job and just do that for the rest of my life. And then he just throws that on my lap and I'm like, I think I got to do it, you know? And so we, you know, that's a whole nother thing that I'm not going to talk about today, but you know, that was, uh, you know, there was, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's what, well, that's what, that's how, what led you up to at least have the school, right? You, did, had, yeah. you had cutting edge, you cut, you had cutting edge. And so now you're a studio owner <clears throat> and, yeah. and so when, so now, now, so now you're here now, now we have, you've, you've went from this little kid that did this martial arts. I remember when you got your black belt. And I don't remember you taking too many classes once I opened in Chatsworth. I, I don't know if you were there with me um, for just a little while or you didn't really follow me at all. I can't I don't recall if you were at Lassen and DeSoto much. Um, I was not. Uh, yeah, I was not at the um, the new school that you're at now. Very Right. Long. Yes. Uh, well, the, remember the one that was on the corner of Lassen and DeSoto by Pizza Hut? <clears throat> That's where I first opened. And yeah, I was there for a while. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, and then uh, I think Travis kept on, and then so so now we're going to fast forward, and we're going to talk about um, what you know those that have you now. Based on, uh, I just want to talk about perseverance on you for for a second, okay? Uh, because when you when you look at yourself. And I want people to understand this and what what perseverance, whether it's martial arts or what you persevere or whatever it is you persevere in. You were a super average student as a young kid, and then you didn't really grow into your black belt because you went off and did other things. And then you opened up a school. And because you and I weren't weren't really even uh, connected, you weren't connected with me even when you were running your school for a while. No. So. Um, to the life lessons that you had to learn when you when you were thrown into this world, right? This is not an easy thing. I mean, people think that we have a lot of students, and it's just an easy it's an easy gig. This is not an easy an easy path that we chose to open up a school and to to deal with everybody's uh, lives and be intertwined with their lives from from the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. Right from the from the good when they when they're having families and and celebrating to death, to marriages, to divorces. It's a big gamut, and there's a lot of things that go with it. So let's talk about the perseverance of you now, because today you're probably one of the most talented uh, out of the group that we have, based on you just never stopping, correct? And you're going for a master's test. That's when you kind of reached out to me. And let's talk about perseverance. What that? What, what does that look like? What? How did you persevere through uh, your struggles when you were kind of at it all by yourself? Let's let, let's let's yeah. talk about what what you did there. Yeah. So um, 
uh, <clears throat> perseverance is something that, that I definitely um, uh, had to develop. Yeah, that was something that was I, I was forced to develop almost, you know, so it was. Um, yeah, so after I took over, I like you said, it was I didn't know what, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was 24, I think 24 years old new business owner and i had no idea what i was doing so um i think and then it was 2008 so right when the recession hit so right away i think i went from like a hundred students down to like i think i went all the way down to 48 you know like within a matter of a few months and uh part of that was maybe switching from travis to me and some of that was just people couldn't afford it anymore because of the recession so that was tough. And I think that a lot of it also was that I had no idea what the heck I was doing as a business owner. And so I was treating the studio like a part-time job still. And I would still just come on, come in and teach. I wasn't doing any marketing. I wasn't doing anything except for going in and teaching and leaving. So I was still treating it the same way. I still had a full-time job for the first, uh, I think almost three years that I ran the studio, I still had a full-time job and then I come in and teach and then go home. And uh, after a while of running it that way, and I, I wasn't even thinking about making money or anything. It was just, I just wanted to teach the people and, and you know, do that kind of stuff. And so um, I kind of reached a point where I was like, this isn't working, you know, like I need to do something about this because I'm either gonna lose the studio now, right? Because I don't, I'm, I'm losing my, I was actually losing money every month on it. Um, mm-hmm. or it was, uh, I need to figure something out. I need to figure out how to run a martial arts studio. Right. And so, um, I was a little bit on an Island. I had, um, Conrad or Colano was a, a big influence on my, um, uh, martial arts at the time because I, I, he was, um, kind of the only person I was connected to in the martial arts world. Um, right. and, uh, he helped a lot with building my technique and 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 uh, the early stages because I had Travis a little bit and he was good too and he helped me in in certain ways and then Conrad helped me in other ways and he helped me kind of build a, a better foundation to my Tong Sudo and my martial arts and then um but then I was like you know I'm gonna lose this thing so I I reached that's when I reached out to you and uh, I hadn't um, necessarily spoken to you since I was a, a kid, you know, just maybe waved to you in passing, but like hadn't really spoken to you since I was a kid. But, you know, at the core, I still viewed you as my my instructor. You know, uh-huh. I think that's part of that old school <clears throat> mentality that you talked about, too, was that, you know, when you when you go through all of that, that, that you know, and you're it's it's just different, you know, like you have this massive respect and and uh, you, I don't know, uh, uh, it, it, uh, so many people have it with you, you know, like it's, it's just, uh, it's kind of amazing that you have so many people who feel the same way that I do about you because we were brought up in that way that you brought us up in, in the martial arts, right? So even though I hadn't seen you and talked to you and you hadn't been my instructor since I was, um, you know, 10 or, or maybe probably 11 years old, I still at my core knew that I, that you were my instructor. So I went to you and, and, and said, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. This is, this is how I'm running it right now. I, uh, I'm, I'm 
you were like, okay, hold on. Like, I don't even know why, why are you reaching out to me? You know, like, 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 I don't know. You, you, you haven't seen me in years, right? Like, uh, I don't know what you're doing, you know, like, what is this? You know, like, and you know, so I think that you saw my heart, you saw like I was struggling, you saw that I, you know, and that hits all of your buttons, you know, when you, when you yeah. see somebody in need, um, sure. you're just gonna, you know, give them the shirt off of your back. Right. And so, you know, we met and you, uh, you said, okay, there's the five things that you need to do. You know, I don't want to, uh, you know, don't come to me until all five of these things are done, you know, and, uh, because it's going to be pointless to do these five things. Right. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Right. So I started implementing those five things, you know, and you talked about different ways of making money besides just doing like, uh, the tuition you talked about, you know, like, uh, events and you talked about the different profit centers, you know, and, you know, so that was very eye opening, and you know, uh, at that point too, you were like, you kind of needed to make a decision. Like, if you want to be a part of this, then you need to join the, the alliance. You know, with all of the other schools, and you have all of these other resources. And and so that was a hard decision, but I did. I went with you, and then um, that was, and you continued to help me and and help my business grow in in, in certain ways. And I and I definitely. Uh, uh, that started growing again, you know, and started kind of thinking about it differently. And I ended up quitting my daytime job and going full time with the studio, which was another really tough decision because that's hard to get rid of that income, you know, yes, it is. It disappears, you know, and it's like, wow, that's going to be hard. And so yeah, we have that. that in, yeah. We, yeah, we definitely have that in common. Um, but you know, you'll probably agree with me that, it didn't. So here, here's the funny thing about. I mean, we talk about it because it's martial arts, and and um, I do appreciate all the you know the acclimates that you give me and and there. But here's the bottom line: Yes, I gave you five things to do, but it's your perseverance that made it happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guided you, but without the perseverance that that you've had for your for your for yourself to make sure that this thing can can continue on. Uh, you did what you were told and you persevered through rough times and you, uh, right. We listen, even though sometimes we may disagree, but we're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to have to stay on this path because obviously he knows something I don't know. Right. And, and then that you did it. And then the same thing, Brian, listening to your story is, um, you know, the same with me at, at the certain time I had a part-time job too, when I first had my school, but tell me if you agree, it wasn't till I was let go of doing the pools because I was working for somebody else. I was let go, and then I had no choice. Yeah. Either I'm going to sink or I'm going to swim with this studio now. And I think, did do you feel like I did? Did do you feel like you lived in fear of having to have that cushion of having having a little bit of a job? Uh, you know, have a little bit of income coming in. We had this little bit of cushion. And everybody throwing at you, you're going to run a martial arts school. You should get a real job. You have a degree. I'm sure you heard all the same stuff. And um, uh, right when it when it when something becomes a must, then your focus changes. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, getting rid of that job. You know, when I got rid of my job. Um. I was already almost breaking even in the studio. That's kind of where I was at, mm. you know? 
Mm-hmm. So getting, you know, getting rid of the, my job, I was making zero, you know, maybe even less. And Nicole, I was completely reliant on Nicole's income. You know, at the time she wasn't making a lot of money. She was making a lot more money than I was, you know, but I was making zero and she was that, you know, and so it was like, that's scary, you know, that's scary trying to, you know, how do I, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to do this? You know? And so, yeah, that was a huge driving force for, you know, it kind of lights that fire underneath you a little bit to, to get going, you know? And, um, you know, I think that it's, uh, um, it's definitely, you know, I, I don't, I just don't, I've never been a quitter, you know, even when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, like it wasn't me that quit karate. It was my parents were still trying to find something that I was passionate about. So they kept taking me out of things and putting me in other things to try to find something that I latched onto. And I just kind of enjoyed everything that I did. Um, but I never wanted to quit anything that I did. You know, I just, I just loved doing anything that was fun really is what it came down to, you know? And, um, so then, uh, yeah, but that I, I just, I don't know, like to me, like even when things were really hard like that and not making any money and all that kind of stuff, it was like getting rid of the studio or, or taking a different path didn't even really cross my mind. You know, it's like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You know, I'm going to be a martial arts school owner. I'm going to change people's lives and help people, you know? So it was like, I don't know. I've never really, you know, I don't under, understand people who can just, you know, quit easily. Well, there, I don't you're, you're correct. And I think that, I think these are the kind of stories that help us teach what we talk about in the studio, right? Courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and domino spirit. We talk about these things all the time, but we have real life way of giving the stories. And I'm hoping you guys as instructors, because I, 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 I share a lot of stuff in my life about where, where my failures were and where my wins were. And my failure column is, I'm telling you, my failure column is way bigger than my win column. I can tell you that. And so, uh, it's it's awesome to hear this uh, this no quit attitude because this is, you know, and I remember when you had to move to your new location when the other one's going to get ready and close down. I mean, we were stressing on that, you know, together. Yeah. You're you're calling me on a daily basis, like I don't know, Mr. Cox, this is the size. And then, of course, we are men of faith, and uh, uh, God is a uh, that shows up on time, a perfect one. And then, of course, you get what you have. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Where where you're at now today, and. So I think all of it goes goes hand in hand, and I think that you have a great story about, you know, lighting a fire within and keeping the fire within so that you can uh, persevere through thick and thin. So when you tell your students, I'm sure you can say the same thing. I know how you feel. I've been down this road when I want to quit. This we I wouldn't be here today had I. You know, and I remember yeah. even myself how how important perseverance is because I wasn't always the high rank of Mr. Ichikawa's. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not the one, uh, but he, I tell you what I am is I'm the one that never quit ever, and I continued through the ranks, and now I'm the one that sits to the right side of them. You know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't because I'm so awesome and so good. It's, it has nothing to do with that. It just has the simple thing that I didn't quit. And I persevered through through tough stuff, and and 
I, you know, and I continue on to help students uh, do that today. You continue on helping students do that today. I think that's just the love that we have. I, you know, I, I really enjoy watching you guys. Uh, <laughs> you were little kids of mine. Just like I said, I had a relationship with my children. Now you guys are kind of my adult children, and I watch how you change lives in your schools, how you, um, uh, how, you <laughs> how you guys have to bring stuff up to me when you don't agree with me and try and keep it in, in the right perspective so I don't lose it. Uh, and so I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's super, I'm super proud of you guys, man. All of you. That's why I like having you guys on because I think you guys have a real story um, for yourself. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I always appreciate all the acclimates you guys give me. But it, just remember something. You guys are the one that does the work. I might help forge your paths, but you guys are doing the work. You're listening to direction. You are being coachable. And to any students that are, are listening to us today, you need to be the same thing, right? Your students need to listen to you. They need to be coachable. And, you know, and, and, and they're not always going to agree with you. Listen, my, my students don't always agree with me. My, you know, you studio owners don't always agree with me. But um, I do know that I have everybody's best interest in minds, just like you guys do. And I want to see everybody succeed. I want to have everybody good life. Us, we, martial arts is our life. Most people, martial art is part of their life. And we have to, that's where I had to bend, where I was so, I was so strict on this, this, and this. I didn't really realize what, first of all, I didn't realize what it was to be a parent. I thought I did. Yeah. I thought I was, you know, I'm going to be able to raise your kids better than you are. You just got to listen to me. You don't discipline them right. I remember the failures I had in that. And then I had my own kids going. Uh, I remember being <laughs> no children, right? Going to, <laughs> going to a restaurant and the kids are out of control. I'm like, my kids will never do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Somebody, oh, yeah. and then I go yeah. and I remember my kids young and I'm like, oh, man, I said, I used to. And now I'm one of these parents where everybody's looking at, right? And I'm like, this is why I don't take you guys out anymore. I remember telling yeah, you, guys, right. <laughs> right? you know how I'm going to combat this? We're not going out anymore. That's how I'm going to combat it. And uh, so it's awesome to see uh, martial arts uh, uh, being put, you know, those that are, are listening online, you know, we talk a lot about having integrity and uh, how to treat people the way they want to be treated and perseverance and having good self-control. And of course, I think, you know, we're so we're kind of we're it's almost like being a Christian, right? Everybody's looking for you to fail. Okay. As it doesn't matter how much good will you do, they're looking for the one thing that's going to oh, you see, you see, you know what I mean? And I tell everybody this all the time. I said, I don't know if you agree with me now, but now that we have this this cancel culture type thing, it's almost like you are not allowed to make a mistake anymore. You know, oh, yeah. you're not allowed to you're not allowed to grow anymore. You're not allowed to uh, to say anything. Um, or it's going to come back or now you have uh, a Facebook and, and, and videos and uh, people can go ahead and uh, oh, you oh, you, oh, you don't believe me. Here's the video of him saying this one time. I mean, I don't know about you, but my thought process, you've been around me for a lot of time, for a long time. My core is the same, but my thought process may be a lot different than I was when I was a young man. And um, 
it's just it's it's amazing to uh, to me uh, this this culture and and so how do you now now we we've got you know how old are you now Brendan thirty seven so you're thirty seven right so you know and being sixty and I get to see what you have to teach your students now in a world that's way different than what I was because yeah. even though, you know, I was super hardcore for sure, but let me tell you something, your parents had no problem with me being that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, most parents didn't have any problem with me being that way. You I mean, you, you, you're going to be out of line and it was, uh, you're going to go see Mr. Cox and that's just mm-hmm. the way it's going to be. Do what you got to do. And I, even today, even though we're still hardcore, I don't know if you have parents that are bringing, we still attract that. We still oh, yeah. attract those parents that want to see the discipline. And then I'm going to get, I've get all the time every week, Mr. Cox, so-and-so is she, uh, he or she is just so defiant at home. Can you boot camp them? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. And I, the, and of course we happily oblige and, you know, trying to mold and, and take away. So why don't you, how do you combat, how do you teach what we, these these things. How are you teaching? Um, well, courtesy, I can see you, you lead by super example because it's just kind of in your nature, Brandon. You're just a really yeah. good dude that way. You know, my son's a lot like you. Michael's a lot like oh, you. Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just got a calming uh, spirit about him. You know, most of my boys have that. They all have a side of me, but they, they don't have this, you know, and I don't know why I have it. I, I don't know why I'm just kind of, you know, you know, a, a pretty fiery, uh, you know, alpha male, you know, balls to the wall type of dude, but I just am, you know what I mean? I, right, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I don't apologize for it. You know, yeah. I embrace it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm about making warriors male or females and I'm about people going home safe and you're just one of those. And, and it's, it's just a product of, you're a better martial artist than I ever was, Brandon, than I, I, I could ever hope to be as far as a physical, uh, in the physical realm, even as a younger man. Um, so it's, it's awesome to see. So how are you teaching, uh, the, how do you teach How are you teaching your youth now about, um, council culture or, or how to stand up for themselves? What are you doing in that realm? How are you using your martial arts yeah. to that? That's a good, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, um, to be honest, there was a period of time there where I kind of fed into that council culture where I was afraid of it. You know, um, which I think that's a big problem in society today is people are just afraid. You know, you're afraid to say what they believe, afraid to stand up for what they believe in. And, uh, you know, and I kind of fed into that, too, of like, you know, kind of the, the politically correct, you know, like, let's try not to let's try to, you know, I, I'm going to throw out a really big umbrella so that I can get as many people in here as I can just to teach a, a wide array of people, you know. And uh, over the course of maybe the last even just two years, you know, I just kind of got fed up with that and and uh, decided just, you know, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to teach what I what I believe in, you know, and I'm going to um, make sure that uh, I'm holding true to myself and my values. And if people like it, they like it and they'll stay and they'll latch on to it. If not, then they'll they'll go and this isn't the place for them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> with uh, the youth, I have these, um, you know, it's throughout the teaching, but I have these mat chats that I do every class. And, you know, um, they've evolved over the years. And I used to use uh, this one curriculum and um, 
to be honest, I felt like it's a little bit too PC, I guess you could say, right? You know, and, and I, now I just, I just like to challenge people, you know, and I like to call people out, you know, and not, not in a shaming way or anything like that, but just, uh, you know, um, just to try to get them to think differently. You know, if we're talking mm -hmm. about perseverance, it's, you know, what are we doing on the mat right now to demonstrate this perseverance, right? We're going to do things that suck. We're going to do things that are hard. We're going to do things that are going to make you, um, your muscles hurt, your body hurt, your, your mind hurt. You know, you're going to do things that you don't want to do. You know, um, we're going to try to have fun with what we're doing, but at the end of the day, martial arts, isn't the point of it isn't to have fun. I think it's incredibly fun. I love doing it, you know, but that's not necessarily the point that we're trying to do. We're trying to teach you, uh, these, these skills of, of perseverance and, and to not quit because not quitting is kind of the core of self-defense, you know, like if somebody attacks you, there's no other option, but to go home safe, you know? Mm -hmm. And so kind of getting that, um, uh, like your podcast is called real talk, you know, and, uh, it's, it's that real talk being real with people, you know, and I didn't, I don't feel like, uh, in the past, I was necessarily real with people. I think I was just more trying to get, trying to say what I thought people wanted to hear, you know? And I've gone away from that and just said, you know, people don't necessarily know what they wanna hear, you know? And it's not what about people wanna hear, it's about what what's right in the moment, you know? Like I'll, I'll assess a class and I'll be like, okay, I'm getting this vibe, you know? You do that all the time, you know? where you'll, you can just tell like, this is the thing that people need to hear right now. And whether mm -hmm. it's something that's uh, gonna come across as, you know, I mean, you saw me like at the last, like on my black belt team, how I was talking to some of the students there, you know, it's that, it's that, uh, you know, what are you guys doing, man, right? Like, why are you here? You know, so, sometimes people need to hear that, you know, they need to hear like, what am I doing right now? Right. Are you just kind of going through the motions? Right. Is that what you want to do? Do you want to be known as somebody who goes through the motions of life and doesn't really do anything? And I guess I think that kind of goes back to how I, I was when I was a kid, too, of just kind of like doing things, not necessarily like really trying to be great at anything, you know. And so it's just kind of challenge, challenging, challenging people to strive for better, you know, with whatever mm -hmm. they're doing, you know, and that, that's kind of how my approach as an adult has been especially in like the martial arts field, but also now as like a business owner and stuff is what can I do to, to, um, to, uh, improve myself? You know, how can I improve my martial arts? What can I do that? And that's when I started like the Krav Maga, Krav Maga and got my black belt in that. And now going to these instructor courses and things like that. Um, you know, uh, what can I do to improve myself? And then I try to, you know, let that energy kind of feed off into the students too and, and get them to just think differently on, um, you know, just uh, not just kind of going through life, just kind of doing average, you know, right. Right. Try to be better than average. Yeah, that's correct. You know? We weren't brought on earth to be average. That is for right. sure. Whether it's a mm -hmm. Christian or whether it's a martial artist or whether what it is, we are not here to be average, you know, right. it, not, not in my book anyway. And, um, I think that 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 draws people in that that thought process, that mindset, it draws people in to to strength to say, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. Because trust me on this. Uh, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a college graduate. 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even, I didn't have college like you do. Uh, I didn't have any of those things, but I, I definitely have two things. I don't quit and I'm going to succeed one way or the other. That's just the way it's going to be, uh, what I choose to do. And, uh, and that's just, I, I'm hoping that this is what I carry on to all my students. I, I look at you guys, uh, we can talk about Krav. I mean, we're already into this 47 minutes, Well, let's, let's talk about the Krav for a second. Um, what made you decide that, you know, I'm going to do this. I, I, I you know, it, it took Jason flame for a while and it's taken, it took you a minute and then you guys decided to jump in with everything. What, what, what made you decide for the Krav? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was, I was teaching the, I, I was involved in, you know, the American Tonsudo only. That's all the training that I had was American Tonsudo. Um, and, uh, just like you, I, 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 I didn't see, I didn't think I was teaching self-defense properly. I didn't feel like my students could actually def- themselves you know they might have good kicks they might be able to strike and things like that but i didn't feel like i i i kind of reached that moment of like you know what what am i actually teaching here you know on a self-defense set and so um i was teaching for you uh, uh, i still teach for you like on tuesday mornings and i come in and i was teaching the karate classes and then right after that would be krav maga classes and um you know i i did that for a little while I think I was, um, I think, I guess I was going for my fifth degree black belt at the time. And, uh, maybe I had just gotten it or something like that, but it was right around the time I was going for my fifth degree black belt. And, you know, uh, being a fifth degree black belt in American tongues to you know, it's like, okay, what, where, how much further can I go here, you know, in American tongues to you know, and yes, there's fine tuning, there's more details, there's more better, efficient ways to do things that I can learn, but, um, where do I go here from now? You know? And so for me, it was like, you know, I, I never really wanted to do Krav Maga, to be honest. It wasn't something that interested me. Um, I think that, you know, so like, for example, like some people described Krav Maga and it still is described as a hammer, right? Don't think, just go break stuff. Right. You know? Uh, and to me in my personality, that wasn't appealing to me, you know, uh-huh. I'm like, well, where's the details, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, you don't like <laughs> each it to me, it sounded like, it's like, it doesn't really matter the technique as long as you're aggressive and going to hit stuff, you know? And for me, it was like, well, that doesn't sound very interesting. I'm not interested in that then, you know? And so for a long time, I kind of shied away from it because of that, you know, I didn't think it was uh, a martial art that uh, had, solid base and the foundation of technique, you know? And, uh, then I, after I started take, I started taking some classes because like I said, I felt like, I felt like my students needed to learn how to defend themselves better. And so I really started taking it for my students and to kind of further my knowledge in, in, in self-defense, but I had no, no, um, real, ambition to level up in any belts or anything like that. I just wanted to gain some knowledge of self-defense. And then I, I, I actually honestly thought it would be easy. You know, I thought it would be like, you know, like I'll just soak in a little bit of this information. I'll bring it back to the school and it'll be, you know, it'll be cool. Right. So then I start taking it and I start realizing like, you know, 
I mean, you, I mean, you make fun of me for the way that I approach forms a lot, you know, and like the way that I approach forms, I'm like, you know, if your pinky is out of place, like, it's like the end of, that's it. You know, you got to move your pinky like a couple inches over here, you know, I'm very like detailed in, in just the way that I approach my martial arts. And I start taking Krav Maga and I start realizing, whoa, like there is a lot of detail here that I am completely missing. Like even on a front choke or like, a, you know, even the way that we do our combatives and things like that, like I am missing a lot of, a lot of things. And, th and this is very detail oriented. Yes, it's a hammer, but it's a, it's a well-tuned, defined hammer that has pinpoint accuracy. You know, it is, is it's, it's gonna be aggressive and strong, but it's gonna be, it's going to be good, you know? And so I started really loving that, you know? And so learning how to, uh, even like the, how detailed the, that you teach the gun defenses and, and things like that. It's like, there's so much there and it's not easy. It's very, it, it's, it's based off of natural movements, but it's takes a long time to master. And, and, um, you know, and it's, it's really, uh, been a really cool journey. And so, to actually start love moving up to the ranks again, I didn't have any of that ambition to do it until you said, what are you doing here, man? You know, like, I think I was training in that class for about six months or so. Um, on Tuesdays, I would come every Tuesday and train, uh, with, with, uh, Paul and, and, and you were teaching sometimes, you know, and then you kind of look at me like, what are you doing here? You know, like you keep coming to these classes, you're not testing. What, what are you doing? You know? And again, that's that real talk. You're challenging me. You're like, what's your point? Why, why, why are you even doing this? You know? And I'm like, and I just said, I was like, well, I'm just coming to learn, you know? And you're like, well, why aren't you testing? You know? And I'm like, well, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I didn't think about it, you know? And you're like, well, okay, well, there's a test on Saturday. You're, you're testing on Saturday, you know, or <laughs> something like that, you know? And I'm like, okay, yes, sir, right? And so then I think I took that test on Saturday, and then I started coming to the Friday morning trainings and stuff, and um, the rest is, like, history. But, you know, once I did those tests, I realized that, you know, like, um, I mean, I love American Tongue Sudo still. I think it's it, it's done so much for me, and I still love it. But Krav is just so different, you know, it complements it so well. Mm -hmm. And I love Krav, you know, and it was, I, I never thought I would reach a point to where, you know, I would um, enjoy Krav Maga like nearly as much as I do American Tongue Sudo. Um, but to me, they're just interchangeable now, you know, it's right. like, I just, I just love both of them. I just love the arts, you know, and it's, it's been really good. So once again, I think that 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 proves my point about you as far as that goes, you know, um, Jay, Jason uh, Flame will probably have the same story and, and stuff like that where you guys have because this happened to me, you know, when it came to Krav Maga, when I first saw it, you know, I, I heard about it and I was even invited to go to classes and I didn't do it. And I just thought, nah, I ain't doing this kind of, you know, this aggressive, uh, you know, all this, yeah. you, you know, I just wasn't. And then I got invited to a gun seminar by Darren Levine, and I'm like, in a four-hour time frame, people with experience like myself and people with zero experience had the ability to at least put a, uh, take a gun off their face. And I was like, man, none of my black belts can do that. Mm -hmm. None of them. I said, what the heck, man? And uh, you know, so the gun defense that's what we were teaching at the time. The gun defense that we were teaching at the time was someone would point a gun at you, right? We'd go like this and we'd slap it out of their hand. That's that's the, that's the gun defense that we were teaching at the time. 
trust me, I remember. I remember doing the same thing sometimes. I remember doing one steps with knives, and I remember yeah. in my head, I remember it vividly going, this is the stupidest stuff ever. I don't understand why we're doing this. And uh, I, I remember it vividly. And so, yeah, so it definitely it definitely complements. But here's the thing. You know, I wanna I, I I wanted to give you this 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 thing for me. You are one of the only ones now going through all the instructor courses the way they need to go through. Um, just so you know, you know, I, I did this. Phase A, B, and C, expert series one through five. I did them all. And they were no joke. There was no excuses. They're a week of your time. They were eight to nine hours a day and a testing at the end of the week after you were just broken and beaten. They were really tough. And then we felt that, you know, and I, we, I have an understanding of why they did it because a lot of people didn't have any, any rank in Krav and their school owners that are trying to bring Krav Maga in. So they would just kind of crash course you for the week. And, and then you'd be a yellow bell at the end of the A uh, or whatever. So it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, and I figured, you know, if you can start bringing people in at green belt level, to be teachers you can alleviate a lot of that stuff and that's what we did right so but then i can't even get two days i mean you saw me already i can't even get guys to take two days and to hone their skills because i think people believe it was really good to hear you say that the details and what you learn just because you got a black belt in it if you haven't gone through all the instructor phases on how to transfer the knowledge to want to be to a to b or how to take my mistakes and where I made the mistakes. Why is it that I had thousands of students that quit? Why? Okay. Mm-hmm. And and where I failed in in what works and how to teach it properly and, and and all that kind of stuff. So here you are doing the same thing now. Now going through all the phases uh, of instructor training, and uh, we've got people in our systems now that just you know they got their black belts, but they don't really go through any instructor training because I think I feel. This old, this old feeling of I'm a black belt, so I already I'm automatically a teacher. Mm-hmm. You're not automatically a teacher, not mm-hmm. at all. And so, uh, it's great to see you go through this. I, you know, it was uh, it was fun watching you, um, you know, where you've come from when you started to where you were. How your uh, your presence on the mat is different. Your aggressiveness is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, watching your, you know, of course, you've always been a talented martial artist, but just watching you go through that has been a, uh, that's been, that's been awesome transformation. And to the students of yours that are watching, you know, you lead by example. I try and do the same thing, man. You know, uh, whether it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or whatever it is I take on and, and I want my students to do, I try and lead by example. I might be the old dog, but, uh, you know, I'm still getting it done. So, uh Absolutely. It's been, yeah, that's been, that's been, it's been fun writing, uh, and watching you do an awesome job and you're, uh, you're definitely projecting what martial arts is. we got a couple of people here. What I want to, I, I popped up their scenes, but I thought I want to make sure what I said. I don't know if you know, uh, Ali, you know, you know, Shihan or no, he, he, so. yeah, he's, a, he's, he's, uh, him and I've known each other for a while and, uh, he was, he's, he has an old school uh, school also here and it says we all taught that way back in the day I started my school so I basically have people who I could practice on oops I mean <laughs> practice with I think the old school ways have a huge value in them 
his Steve Camp uh, Kemp's came up here. You remember Mr. Camp, don't you? This is Jason yes, Kemp's sir. father. Yep. You know, he remembers. Uh, I, I remember them. I used to be at their house all the time, man. Uh, I remember him first starting out with my boys, Jason and John, under teaching Mark Cox. Good for him. He's got his priorities. They should be. Thanks, Mark, for all you do, the boys and so many others. He's talking about you. He remembers you. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever met uh, Jose Escobar? Have you met him or not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You want to, if you haven't, you want to reach out to him. He's a good dude. And, um, uh, he was on, he was on podcast you can go back and listen to him. If you haven't listened to him, he's got, uh, you know, this guy's a, a walking, uh, encyclopedia because of how much he reads. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he's a good dude. David Starachi came up and said, uh, you know, he's proud of you, Brandon. Nothing, uh, nothing worth anything is is easy. You know, David Starachi. Have you met him yeah. or not? I have. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a beast. He he's yeah. a beast. So, you know, we're getting close to the hour to wrap up, but I just wanted to uh, uh, tell you that and your students that you are definitely a living example of what it is uh, being a man of faith. Right? Isn't it weird? Right? <laughs> I know how bold you are. Or how you used to be, but we're talking about that political correct, and I think being a Christian is one of them, right? Because yeah. uh, I, I tell people all the time, "Yeah, I'm a Christian." Doesn't mean I'm perfect, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, uh, I, I know you're looking for me to fail. Or you're looking uh, for the, you know, what's ever coming out of my mouth. That you're watching what I do. But you know what? Our students watch it just the same as being a black belt as being a Christian. People are watching and and seeing what what does that what does that look like. And anybody that really gets to know us knows that we we are men of compassion. Uh, we do have a love of Jesus for sure, and uh, I don't. And, and I'm proud to say it. I I'm, I don't have any any qualms about saying what where my where my faith lies or where my patriotism is, because uh, and if you agree, like the mat, just the the karate mat to my audience has no feelings. It doesn't even care about your feelings. Yeah. Okay. It it will expose your feelings. It will expose what you are. It doesn't care about your uh, sexual uh, orientation. It doesn't care about your race. It doesn't care about any of that stuff. What it cares about is that you get home safe and are you building your character, whatever yeah. that looks like within. So, um, and you you carry yourself the same way. You know what I mean? I have all walks of life in my school. I love all walks of life in my school. I love everybody. If uh, if we could, if if our world could become like a martial arts mat, which is just a, a jail where we're all kind of trying to achieve the same thing in our personal lives and not get so wrapped up in in stuff, I think as a people we would come together, and that's the beauty of what a martial arts studio is. And I think that's the beauty of what you've got, Brandon. You are a, uh, you're definitely a man of character. It's, it's been fun to watch your growth. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you have a, a little girl next pretty soon. I can't you believe your other son's two years old. I remember when the, the, that baby was born and, um, you know, uh, what we didn't hit on, which, which was, would be awesome for us to talk about maybe one more time is, I'm going to do a show on 75 hard, okay, of all of us that's done it, and we'll all be on together like this. There'll be six of us that have all done 75 hard, and we're going to have a show just talking about that because I know you did that transformation, and uh, we'll we'll talk about what 75 hard did for all of us, and... uh, yeah, <laughs> it's called 75 hard for a reason because it ain't easy. Trust me on that. And because uh, I, 
Yeah, you know, I've I've won several of those and I've lost several of those, you know. And so it's been it's it, that's been a, that's been a what you know, we'll we'll let people know when that's going to happen and we'll, that's going to be a great show because I'll have I'll have some males and females on that show, not just from here but also from uh uh uh, Georgia and stuff that have gone 75 hard. Your wife just re- reached out to you. Look at that. Oh, love you too, hon. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. It's good that you got you got uh, a strong family in your background. You know your mom and dad and all that kind of stuff. So you know I- I've known your family for so long. It's uh, it's good to see. I'm sure they're all watching it anyway. So yeah. it's been that's been awesome. So before we wrap up next week, I'm going to have Patrick Prager on. And uh, that's somebody you kind of grew up with. Uh, You know, you've known him. You've tested with him. We're going to talk to Patrick next week. He's got some very interesting stuff. You guys that are coming up, you don't want to miss his story either. As a young man at 18, I think he was 18 or 19 and had a heart attack, which which really kind of shaped what he is. You know, his father's passing. Um, He's got some some real heart wrenching stories that will uh, be of interest. And you guys can see scrolling on the bottom. If you go to markcox.com, uh, this, the audio of this will be up. Brandon, I'll send you links so you can the, – the links will already be on Facebook Live and on YouTube. It already is on there. But uh, if people want to just drive and they want to listen to us talk and stuff like that, there's always an audio version. Uh, I usually have it up by end of day. Um, you know, There's some editing I got to do in it, and, but it will be up. You'll be able to share that with your students and uh, let them know. Okay, and if you guys are listening and you guys when you encourage your students, if they can either go subscribe or leave a review or subscribe to the audio through markcox.com on my website, you know, that just helps our our placement. You know, I'm in the thousands now of being downloaded podcasts now. And uh, so make sure you go out and share because I think you have a great story. I think you have, you know, yes, my tool, our our tool is martial arts. You know, we build people through the martial arts. We talk about courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and indomitable spirit. We talk about being warriors and not quit. But we should take everything we do in the dojang and the dojo and leave it out into the real world. Help those that need it. Love those that need it. Sometimes you need a hug. Sometimes you need a headlock. You know what I mean? It's not always uh, uh, loving the ones. You know, sometimes you got to have a little bit of real talk with them. All right. I appreciate my t- your time with you, Brandon. This will be up and going. Thanks for everybody that listened in. We've had a pr- pretty good audience this whole, this whole time. And uh, it looked like Tiffany uh, said I agree 100%. We had one more comment. I don't. I, I try and make sure that we thank everybody that comes on and, and listens to us live and leaves us comments. All right? Awesome. Well, I really appreciate right, it. Sir. It was fun talking to you. Yeah. All right. You've been listening right. to Real Talk we'll with Mark Bye-bye Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.